Hello, everyone. Tonight, I'm going to talk about Elisa Lamb. In case you haven't heard about Elisa Lamb, on February 19, 2013, her body was recovered from a large cistern atop the Stay on the Main Hotel in downtown Los Angeles, where she was staying. She was last seen alive on January 31st and was reported missing by her parents on February 1st. Her body was discovered by a hotel maintenance worker investigating complaints of flooding and low water pressure. Elisa was the daughter of immigrants from Hong Kong. She was a student at the University of British Columbia. Although she was not registered at the beginning of 2013. In mid 2010, Elisa began a blog named Ether Fields on Blogspot. Over the next two years, she posted pictures of models and fashionable clothing and talked about her life, particularly her struggle with mental illness. In a January 2012 blog post, Elisa lamented that a relapse at the start of the current school term had forced her to drop out of some classes, leaving her feeling, in her words, so utterly directionless and lost. She titled her post, You are always haunted by the idea you are wasting your life. After a quotation from one of her favorite authors. She used that quote as an epigraph for her blog. Elisa worried that her transcript would look suspicious with so many withdrawals and that it would result in her being unable to continue her studies and attend graduate school. A little over two years after Elisa began blogging, she announced she would be abandoning her blog for another she had started on Tumblr. It mostly consisted of fashion photos, quotes, and a few posts that were in Elisa's own words, and she used the same quotation that she used on her old blog as an epigraph. Elisa had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and depression. She had been prescribed several medications for her mental health issues. According to her family, who reportedly kept her mental illness private, Elisa had no history of suicide. Although, at one time, she had previously gone missing for a brief period. Elisa had a history of not taking her medication, and as a result, on several occasions, 
she suffered hallucinations that would cause her to hide under her bed for refuge. She was hospitalized once for one of these episodes. For her trip to California, she traveled alone on Amtrak and intercity buses. She visited the San Diego Zoo and posted photos on social media. On January 26, she arrived in Los Angeles. After two days, she checked into the Cecil Hotel near downtown's Skid Row. Elisa was initially assigned a shared room on the hotel's fifth floor. However, her roommates complained about her having odd behavior, and Elisa was moved to a room of her own two days later. According to Amy Price, the manager of the Cecil Hotel and Stay on Main, at the time of Elisa's disappearance, Elisa was leaving notes for her roommates that said, go home and go away, and would lock the door to the room and require a password for entry. A few days before her disappearance, Elisa attended a live taping of Conan in Burbank but was escorted off the premises by security due to her disruptive behavior. Elisa talked to her parents, who were in British Columbia, daily while she was traveling up until the, up until the day she disappeared. On January 31, 2013, the day she was going to check out of the Cecil and leave for Santa Cruz, her parents did not hear from her, and they called the Los Angeles Police Department. Her parents then flew to Los Angeles to help search for her. Hotel staff who saw Elisa that day said she was alone. Outside the hotel, Katie Orphan, the manager of the last bookstore, was the only person who recalled seeing her. Katie Orphan said she was outgoing, very lively, very friendly, while getting gifts to take home to her family. Orphan also told CNN she was talking about what books she was getting and whether or not what she was getting would be too heavy for her to carry around as she traveled. Police searched the hotel to the extent that they were legally able. They searched Elisa's room and had dogs go through the building, including the rooftop, but the dogs were unsuccessful in detecting her scent. On February 13, after another week of no sign of Elisa, the LAPD released a video of the last known sighting of her in one of Cecil's elevators by a surveillance video camera. In approximately two and a half minutes of footage, Elisa alone makes unusual moves and gestures. She appears to press every button on the elevator panel, peers into the hallway, then leaves the elevator at one point while the door is open. When the doors fail to close after she returns, she leaves. The doors close later. <clears throat> Elisa 
The video drew worldwide interest in the case due to Elisa's strange behavior and has been extensively analyzed and discussed. Several theories emerge to explain her actions. Other viewers argue that the video had been tampered with before being made public. During the search for Elisa, guests at the hotel began complaining about low water pressure. Some later claimed their water was colored black and had an unusual taste. On the morning of February 19th, Santiago Lopez, a hotel maintenance worker, found Elisa's body in one of four 1,000-gallon tanks located on the roof that provided water to guest rooms, a kitchen, and a coffee shop. On February 21st, the Los Angeles Coroner's Office issued a finding of accidental drowning with bipolar disorder as a significant factor. The full coroner's report released in June stated that Elisa's body had been found naked. Clothing similar to what she was wearing in the elevator video was floating in the water, coated with a sand-like particulate. Her watch and room key were also found with her. Elisa's body was moderately decomposed and bloated. It was mostly greenish with some marbling evident on the abdomen and skin separation evident. There was no evidence of physical trauma, sexual assault, or suicide. Toxicology tests showed traces consistent with prescription medication found among her belongings and a very small quantity of alcohol, but no other recreational drugs. The investigation has determined how Elisa died, but did not initially offer an explanation as to how she got into the tank in the first place. Doors and stairs that access the hotel's roof are kept locked, with only staff having the passwords and keys, and any attempt to force them would supposedly trigger an alarm. Apart from the question of how she got on the roof, others has, have asked if she could have gotten into the tank by herself. All four tanks were four by eight foot, cylinders propped on concrete blocks. There was no fixed access to them, and hotel workers had to use a ladder to look at the water. They were protected by heavy lids that would be difficult to replace from within. The hotel employee, Santiago Lopez, who found the body, said that the lid was open at the time, removing the issue of how she could have closed the lid from inside. The autopsy report and its conclusions were also questioned based on the incomplete information. For instance, it does not say what the results of the rape kit and finger kit were, even if they were processed. It also records pooling of blood in Elisa's anal area.
which some people suggested was a sign of sexual abuse. One pathologist noted it could have also have resulted from bloating in the course of the body's decomposition, and her rectum was also prolapsed. After her death, her Tumblr blog was updated, presumably through Tumblr's Quay option that allows posts to automatically publish themselves when the user is away. Her phone was not found either with her body or in her hotel room. Whether the continued updates to her blog were facilitated by the theft of her phone, the work of a hack hacker, or through the Quay is not known, nor is it known whether the updates are related to her death. In September 2013, Elissa's parents filed a wrongful death suit claiming the hotel failed to inspect and seek out hazards in the hotel that presented an unreasonable risk of danger to Elissa and other hotel guests, and seeking unspecified damages and burial costs. The hotel argued it could not have reasonably foreseen that Elisa might have entered the water tanks and since it remained unknown how Elisa got to the water tank, no liability could be assigned for failing to prevent it. In 2015, the suit was dismissed. When the video footage came out of her in the elevator, a lot of people on the internet speculated that she was playing some sort of elevator game in which during the elevator game, you experience some sort of paranormal phenomena. I think she either wasn't taking her medication or she wasn't taking it properly. And therefore, she experienced one of her hallucinations. The issue around how she ended up in the tank is solved. The lid wasn't properly secured. Obviously, the last time a maintenance worker had went up on the rooftop, they didn't properly close the lid. And that's how she got in. But I think it's quite obvious that someone... murdered her, and they put her body and her clothes in the tank. I doubt she decided she was going to take her clothes off and go for a swim. Let's be real. The question is, who murdered her and put her in the tank? Thanks for listening to tonight's episode.